0: Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions. But this is about, this is a message. If you step back, it is, he's going to be hitting the themes um, pretty heavy in this section, but themes that, that go throughout uh, Ephesians, and that would be unity. Um, unity is, the, is, is an overarching method, uh, me- message message yeah and uh he gets at that through uh, the themes of peace and love so yeah peace love and unity you could just you can envision paul driving around in his 67 vw (laughs) van with silas
1: i wasn't going to say anything but yeah okay
0: (laughs) silas and barnabas earlier yeah but Some know, people again, thought it was Barnabas's van. There's a scholars of divided about this. But none of it. this is the continuing that theme that we read earlier. Uh, we are stardust. We are golden. and We've got to get back to the garden. You know, no, this, no. All these overarching themes he keeps hitting.
1: Right. I was now I don't know if I can remember what I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, oh, what I was going to say was something those, about the
0: dawning of the age of Aquarius.
1: Is I that don't it? think so. No.
0: Welcome to reading in church and other distractions with
1: rob and mike well welcome back to the podcast i am robert wallace i'm michael mckeever and these are the readings for august the 12th 2018 uh, we are in year b um, so are, can you believe i mean we've got to be close to halfway through the lectionary don't we
0: oh yeah yeah we're right. i think we're more than we're over over well, halfway? let's see I, think,
1: I was I think, just curious.
0: Oh, I, I, we're like in some ni- 90 or so episodes? Oh, well, then, yeah,
1: never mind. We're yeah. way over.
0: Yeah. Wait. So, um, um, but, Well, three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're way over.
1: Yeah. The so. uh, We're doing the consecutive readings in the Old Testament. So today that is is Second Samuel 18, 5 through 9, 15, and 31 to 33. And we're going to mm-hmm. jump in that story. Uh, Psalm one thirty, which should seem very familiar since we just did it about five weeks ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Ephesians four, twenty-five to five two, and John six, uh thirty-five, forty one to fifty one. Yeah. Part, you just, you know, part four. Right? The lectionary just I think it's part three. The lectionary just believes you can't possibly get enough John six. But there's um,
0: there's five parts. I mean we got two more
1: weeks on this. That's amazing. I think that's right. Yeah.
0: It's incredible.
1: So, <laughs> the bread of the bread is bread. <laughs> the bread of bread is bread yeah. here, John. So, hope that you will follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and uh, send us an email at readinginchurchgmail.com. If you're on iTunes, leave a review. I don't think we've had any new reviews for a little bit, so that would be nice. Um, and if you notice a, a new energy, it's because this is the first podcast we've done from two separate time zones yeah so um we'll see how that goes yeah so it <laughs>
0: took a took a little while to do this setup it had nothing to it, do with it, the time zone i don't know
1: it, it didn't that was strange it, it worked fine problems. when i was around but yeah yeah we had some technical issues but that's okay we're getting going
0: yeah so, so. as long as the internet uh there's no lag. There shouldn't be any
1: lag on the internet. And I think we can. No, there's as as much problem as I had when I was a mile from you. Now, yeah, that's about I, right. how much problem I have. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is the new place that I'm podcasting from, and uh, I might be a little echoey because I don't have anything on the walls oh, yet. Yeah, I don't think. Which yeah, you're I think our judging mic, me for
0: our mics don't. It's uh, <laughs> not a problem anymore with our mics. Although outside in front of my house, they're. Uh, they have a jackhammer on the front of a, a big a big front of a bulldozer. They just took out my curb. So you might, that might actually transfer to the wow. microphone. Yeah, it's okay. exciting. My dog does not care for this. Yeah.
1: Well, the, you can put more of his uh, Thunder shirts on. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. The diapers.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I sent you the picture yesterday. You did. Right? You did. <laughs> Wrapped in diapers.
1: <laughs> Had a thunderstorm, so it, you wrap your worked. dog in diapers.
0: He, he, he calmed down. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh
1: the, my gosh
0: that is the gotta be the only upside of having a dog who wears diapers because <laughs> you could calm Believe him down it. by wrapping it's him the in diapers only one yes
1: wow well the move has gone very well everything has gone smoothly all of the cunning plans have worked so i'm yeah. i'm I'm nervous things have gone so well. That's, that's, that's how good it is. So Between Costco
0: so, and Amazon, your life is just it's It's sweet. working.
1: Yeah. yeah, working a trip to Walmart every now and then and trying to find where I want to buy groceries from and, yeah, that kind of thing.
0: Thank you, Maker Corporations.
1: So <laughs> It'll work. So Well, I'm ready to go if you're ready to go.
0: Okay. You're not getting your furniture and your food at the same place, are you?
1: Uh, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> Costco. Costco. Costco, I, I did actually get some of my food at Costco. Yes. <laughs> Is that a red flag? <laughs> I don't think so. It's uh, just okay. convenient. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Are we starting with the uh, second Samuel? Here? Second Samuel. All right. Yeah.
1: 18.
0: King order job. And, uh, uh, how do I say this? Uh, would you give um, me these names here?
1: I don't know. Go with it. Avishai. Uh, and sure. That goes. <laughs>
0: Let me give the Japanese pronunciations here. <laughs> Itai? I sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom, and all the people heard when the king gave orders to all the commanders concerning Absalom. So the army went out into the field against Israel, and the battle was fought in the forest of Ephraim. The men of Israel were defeated there by the servants of David, and the slaughter there was great on that day. 20,000 men. The battle spread over the face of all the country, and the forest claimed more victims that day than the sword. That's, that's always such, so interesting.
1: <laughs> Literally, yeah. it says the forest ate more men Eight. than the sword ate. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absalom happened to meet the servants of David. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick branches of a great oak. His head caught fast in the oak, and he was left hanging between heaven and earth. While the mule that was under him went on. That is literally a scene I saw in a James Bond movie last night. <laughs> Which James on Bond her, movie? On, uh, on, His Ma- on Her Majesty's oh, Secret, Secret Service. Not a, not a popular one. Oh, that's, the, the, who's the uh, different Bond?
1: That's the second one, right? That was after uh, Sean Connery did one. They replaced him and then he came back, right? Isn't that what happened?
0: Yeah, yeah it's some interim, some <laughs> interim bond. Yeah. Oh, but we digress. Yeah. All sure. right. And ten young men and, and then of course Bond has to make a joke about somebody dying, you know. Losing he, he, branched, he branched out. That guy really branched wasn't even a good joke. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And ten young men, Job's armor bearers, <laughs> <laughs> surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Then the Cushite came and the Cushite said, Good tidings for my Lord the King, for the Lord has vindicated you this day, delivering you from the power of all who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, is it well with the young man Absalom? The Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord, the king, and all who rise up to do you harm, be like that young man. The king was deeply moved and went, out, went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, "O oh, my son Absalom, my son Absalom, would I had died instead of you? O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Yes. Man.
1: So we have leapt into the end of the middle of a story here, I mm-hmm. guess, um, all sorts of uh, stuff. And, and since we've already done Psalm 130 just a few weeks ago, I, I yeah, will probably I spend yourself. most of my time here on Second Samuel. Um, we, we've called Second Samuel 7 through First um, Kings 2 the succession narrative, uh, and it's because the question is, who's oh. going to succeed David? Okay. Uh, you know, God has promised to build David a house. And the question is who is going to be the one who's going to carry on that dynasty that God's, um, that God has promised at first, maybe you assume it's going to be Amnon. Uh, then he rapes his sister Tamar. Uh, he gets killed by Absalom. So then you assume it's going to be Absalom. Um, and actually Absalom had a great deal of success. Absalom was unhappy with how his father had handled the Tamar situation. Tamar was Absalom's full sister. Uh, whereas Amnon was his half-brother. Holy
0: cow. It's like the, and, the lectionary uh, edits the Bible for TV. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so, right. And so Absalom, uh, well, for TV when we were growing up. Yeah, um, right. Uh, Absalom, uh, there's an estrangement. They 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 make some sort of amends, but Absalom still regards his father as a problem. And so Absalom... Got his father's political acumen and would sit at the gate of Jerusalem and would when people would come up to meet the king, would say, Wow, yeah, Dad wanted me to tell you that he's way too busy to meet you, but I'm happy to talk yeah. to you if you'd mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And and so by doing that, he basically gained the favor of all of Israel um, yeah. and led a an insurrection against his his father. And David has to flee uh Jerusalem for his life. Um, it is a, uh, it, whenever anybody tells you, you know, so peaceful reign like David, the one thing you're certain of is they've never read the Bible because <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally was kicked off of the throne and had to flee for his life. He went to the, um, went to the East and found uh, a little bit of Haven, actually not too far from Ammon, which I assume after having had a couple of wars with Ammon, mm-hmm. Ammon was more than happy to sow discord in Israel. Uh, for the sake of, you know, yeah. raising their prominence yeah, in the ancient Near East. Uh, countries will do that from time to time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so um, Absalom, as David was fleeing, the one guy who always gave good advice, in fact, the Bible says that David and Absalom treated his counsel as though the Lord was speaking, Yeah, said, you need to run and go kill David right now. But another guy says to Absalom, actually, you know, David's got hard trained fighters. You probably don't want to go get him now. He's just waiting for a chance to do it. And so Absalom waits. Well, that allowed David to regroup. That actually is what allowed him to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who gave the good advice when nobody took his advice, went home and killed himself. Um, yeah. so yeah, th- there are better ways to handle, uh, you know, people not listening to you. Man. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, um, David just has a small army but they're all hardened veterans. Um Absalom has Israel but they're probably conscripts and don't have a lot of experience fighting. Um so David's men are going to have no problem uh really handling this younger um younger inexperienced army that's coming to attack in this heavily wooded area. Mm-hmm. Um it's not particularly wooded now but no. uh in David's time it was obviously it as it said the trees claimed more victims than the sword did that day including absalom which is some nice bit of foreshadowing on that yeah yeah so um they go out in battle uh i love how the battle takes like one verse but Absalom's story takes like 10 it's, that really it's a, is an
0: inexperienced army that <laughs> the trees <laughs> you're not very good with trees that's somebody right. saw that coming <laughs>
1: Our army's really strong yeah. with our no, trees. Really Ooh, good. well,
0: actually, Ooh, yeah, that's actually. an area that we <laughs> need to work <laughs> on. <some> improvement
1: <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, how Absalom died in the tree is a matter of specula- speculation. The uh, Masoretic text says head, and the NRSV follows that. Um, I believe it's the Septuagint that renders it hair. And I, if it's not the Septuagint, yeah. I know the rabbis uh, did that. that. Absalom was incredibly fond of his hair. They used to weigh his hair uh every year um wow. and uh it was uh it was flowing locks that he was incredibly proud of wow uh and so the rabbis for years have made uh hay over the fact that Absalom was riding through and got caught by the thing that he had the most pride in. That mm. was the way they spun it yeah um Which is either way. usually
0: not fatal though
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, either way, his head gets caught. I, I think that the image that we're supposed to read here is that you've got a fork in the tree, and his head got yeah. caught in the fork. Um, on this, see uh, the it, James
0: Bond movie on, on okay. Her Majesty's Secret on Service. Majesty's
1: Secret no. Service. That's good. Good tip. It's Telly Savalas um, is
0: the bad guy, <laughs> who has no hair. <laughs> but I. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The mule, uh, it was the primary mode of transportation for royalty at this time in the ancient Near East. So the fact that the mule left is no small symbolic moment here. That his his kingship is has left him while he's hanging in the tree is basically the image. That is
0: such a poetic image. Uh, and the so mule he has left and the, the mule building. Has went on. The mule has left the building. <laughs>
1: um. We are left, uh, left out of the moment of the soldiers' devotion to David here, verses ten through fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the sold, the servants see Absalom hanging there, and but they remember that David said, "Don't kill him." So Joab, they go to tell Joab, and Joab says, "Well, did you kill him?" And uh, he said, "No." The king said, "Not to kill him." And Joab's like, "I'd have given you a thousand talents of silver, you know, I'll do, you know, pieces of silver and a and a belt if you'd have killed him." And the guy said, "Sure." I'd have killed him, then David would have gotten mad at me, and you'd have been standing there not saying anything. So, no, I'm not killing him. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Joab comes up, and most Bibles translated, he used three spears. Um, I don't know that spears is the right word. I think what happened was Joab, because it doesn't make any sense if Joab speared him three times in the heart, and then his uh, men decided to kill him. Because it seems to me like three spears to the heart yeah. would be fatal. That's just my. That's Seems just, like it, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm a doctor, but I'm not that kind of doctor, mm-hmm. and I think no. a three spears to the heart is a fatal condition. Hmm. Um, I think what happened was Joab hit Absalom out of the tree like a pinata in the chest <laughs> Jeez. three times. Wow. And when he landed on the ground, that's when Joab's armor bearer surrounded him and killed him. Okay. I think that's what's happening. Because Joab recognizes that he's a huge threat. You know, you let him live and, and it's going to be a threat to David. Joab, as I said, Joab is always one to do what he thinks is in your best interest, whether or not you think it's in your best interest. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So Joab, who would, who would you cast as Joab? Cause he is an interesting character. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I've always called him Luca Brasi uh, from the Godfather. Oh yeah. You know, this, okay. Um, but but I think he's smarter than he's smarter than, in the that's in the not, Godfather. That's not saying much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's the he's the conniving consigliere. He's mm-hmm. the he's the one who's whether or not you know whatever it is and it's what if he thinks it's right he does it whether you think it's right or not.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. So, so, that's, so that's yeah that's 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 an is, you know there's not that many well I guess there are complex characters but usually it's done with very little little input but he's a He's a yeah. full-blown character in these
1: narratives he is, over a long time, yeah. yeah. So, um so Robert tells... De Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh now see, not he's not a wartime consigliere. Okay. Everybody knows that. Yeah. that's right. It's not <laughs> so, going
0: it's not going to go against the Godfather.
1: Perfect. Um oh, it's, it's,
0: it's biblical studies is not easy. That's they don't get <laughs> handed out these PhDs, you know, for, for nothing.
1: Um one of David's trusted messengers wanted to go and tell David what happened. And Joab was like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, no, no, I can do it. And Joab's like, no, you better not go tell him Absalom's dead. Bring this Kushite, tell the Kushite yeah. to go tell David that mm-hmm. he's dead. Yeah. So the Kushite takes off running, um, which is just really funny to me because the Kushite takes off running, but the other guy says, no, I really need to go tell David. And so, um, finally, uh, he relents and he says, fine, you can go. And so he takes off running, and the Bible says that he actually outran the Cushite and beats him there. And so it, David, really? it's really kind of an interesting conversation because David is sitting here waiting, uh, and they're like, oh, so is it going to be good news? Is it going to be bad news? And they say, oh, it's its your trusted messenger. And David goes, oh, well, then its it's probably good news then. Um and then it's like oh and there's another messenger behind him and then they're like okay now we don't know if it's good news or not uh because if it's more than one messenger that could be a retreat right (laughs) so
0: it's all um, your messengers (laughs)
1: yeah so Ahimaaz comes up that's the trusted messenger comes up to to David and says so yeah we've had victory this is great and David goes so what about Absalom And, and Ahimaaz says. There was a lot of people there and I had a hard time seeing Hey
0: there's another there's another guy behind me. Let me show you
1: Exactly the details. saying yeah. exactly what's coming. Yeah. So the Kushite shows up. And More of the a Kushite, big picture guy. <laughs> right. There was a scuffle. Um, <laughs> but the, and it's funny because normally the king would say something like, turn aside and refresh yourself. But uh-huh. in this case, David says, turn aside and stand here.
0: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> By the end of point, my pointy
1: sword. <laughs> right. So the Kushite comes up, and he does something that the messenger doesn't normally do. The Kushite comes up and says, Uh, I've got good news for you. Uh, The Lord has vindicated you this day. Because, you know, all the other messengers that Mm -hmm. got killed were like, I have helped you. Mm -hmm. But this Mm -hmm. one, this is the, by the way, the first time God shows up in about three chapters. The only time his name is mentioned uh, before this, uh, I think chapter 16 Mm -hmm. is someone claims to have made a vow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and, and then someone else did it, you know, as the Lord lives kind of thing. But this is the first time that God has been given credit for anything in a little bit. And so the Kushite says, God has delivered it. The King says, how about Absalom? Um, and he, again, is very, probably as well as you can do this, this Kushite says, well, you know, he met the same fate, all the enemies of the King to try to remind Mm -hmm. David Mm -hmm. that Absalom was in fact an enemy Mm -hmm. uh, of the King. So of course the King reacts, uh, broken hearted, um, and he's inconsolable. In fact, it's so bad that um, he goes into his chamber. You get the sense that he's weeping uh, uncontrollably and continuously here. Mm-hmm. And Joab goes in and says to him, if you don't pull it together, the whole nation is going to leave you worse no. than before. Mm-hmm. And and the I think the implication is, and I'll be with them at this point. Okay. All right. And so David gets himself together. He goes out and he sits in the city gate while his men pass in front. So it's this wonderful inclusio of where Absalom oh, was sitting okay. at the gate, you know, yeah, basically turning Israel away and David trying mm. to turn Israel back hmm. sitting in the gate of this, this other city That's uh, as he does this. It is, it's a really, it's well, the story's told is, is fascinating. Now what's even more fascinating to me is David never forgives Joab for this. Um, you know, Joab has been his trusted advisor and on the surface, it seems everything's fine, mm-hmm. but when the time comes to give Solomon his advice for how he needs to secure the kingdom, the first bit of advice he gives is make sure and kill Joab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he never forgives him for that. So. That's
0: interesting because that was the right advice. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, well, the, it was the right advice that Joab gave him. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, hmm. Maybe slapped him twice. Get
1: it together, man! Come on. Yeah, I have this image of Joab in the first Incredibles um, movie when uh, Edna Mode um, <laughs> yeah. takes the piece, the newspaper, and smacks Mrs. Incredible. Yeah. Pull yourself uh, together. Yeah. That is exactly. that is Joab in this moment. Yes. So, all right,
0: now I have a visual image. Thank
1: you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <right>. Edna Mode.
1: Edna <laughs> Mode. Edna Mode and guest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway,
0: you know that was Brad Bird who did that. Yes, I it's did. Amazing. I just I just
1: discovered that when I saw Incredibles 2 yeah. and I saw the voices at the end and said, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they were doing a table read and and no one did it better. And he didn't even plan to do it. He was just taking her voice. And, and then they, they said, well, look, we haven't found anyone as good as you. So you <laughs> do great. it.
1: That's great. A lot of movie digressions today. Well, yeah, that's yeah. occupational hazard with you, I suppose.
0: Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't <laughs> I have, I have a film series, but I don't see as many movies as, uh, as other people. It kind of depend on, uh, so what's good out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: Incred- Incredibles just, 2 is good though. It is.
1: I enjoyed Incredibles 2 very much. Yeah. I, I was sitting in the front row for it though, because it was oh. the only seats that were <laughs> oh, open. My. And so I look forward to seeing it all someday. Yeah. Cause I feel like I only saw about 70% of it mm-hmm. at a time. Wow. You know, sitting in the front row.
0: Immersive but. experience.
1: It was truly immersive.
0: Wow. There's a lot going on. So it's so fascinating to me, biblical narrative, how God can be so present in certain chapters, and then you Mm -hmm. have a big chunk of text. Long stretches where he's not there. And yet, you're supposed to think about God's presence somehow, Mm -hmm. you know. Is God anywhere between these two... uh, Absalom at the gate, David at the gate scenes, or is that,
1: uh, not really. No, yeah, that's not really this, this whole section. It, it, someone was telling me, uh, I was, I think I was reading in a, maybe it was in a commentary that this whole section is about decisions. It's about human decisions. It's everybody's making choices mm-hmm. and it's, you know, Absalom making the wrong choices. It's, it's the, the faithful soldier making a right choice. It's Joab mm-hmm. making a, a, politically right choice that causes his own death later on. Mm -hmm. It's David making sure, I mean, it's, 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 you know, human decision. And even the point where they go out to fight and that's left out of the beginning, Mm -hmm. Joe, uh, David says, he's going to go out with them and the soldiers all say, no, why don't you stay here? Yeah. And, um, and David says, it'll be as you say, which is like the first time he's ever really deferred to someone Mm -hmm. else like that. So, that's like the right decision he's making there. So, so it is just the series of decisions, but God is completely, I mean, the only other time I can, I remember God being this in the background probably would be in the book of judges near the end where, you know, people are, it's just spiraling out of control and terrible decisions are being made. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of intertextual uh, reading to make from that, but it's familiar to me in that way.
0: Well, when I'm, I th- I'm trying to think where I th- when I say this to students. I think I'm teaching the Gospels and I'm talking about them as a um, a mixture of Old Testament narrative and 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 Greco-Roman historiography and biography. Mm-hmm. And and I try to explain Old Testament narrative, which just seems overly familiar to people. I said, but there wasn't any genre where God can be present and it's still like normal life. You know, Right. God can be present, and then He's gone for four chapters, and then He's right then he's very Mm -hmm. real, you know? Mm I mean, it's not like a Greek mythology or something like that. You would be hard-pressed to find a narrative like that in antiquity. That's a good point. And that that has influenced us so much uh, in our narrative traditions that we don't recognize the genius of uh, the Old Testament narrative tradition.
1: And one thing that might be worth mentioning is the Cushite says, the Lord has vindicated you this day. So that though God has been ah, absent from ah. the Cushites' perspective, mm-hmm. God has not been absent. God That's has actually been
0: present. Very in interesting. And it's the Cushite who's <laughs> mm-hmm. giving the perspective the here. Fascinating.
1: The Bible is remarkably kind toward Cushites. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is fascinating. Uh, I mean, Moses marries a Cushite. Mm-hmm. Um, Zechariah probably was a Cushite. Mm-hmm. Um, he's certainly the do- the son of one, um, which would have some really interesting racial implications um in his So when you say son of a Cushite
0: to someone that's a good thing.
1: It was in Zechariah's case. They're yes, just they're just good the, people. What's interesting though is that most Bibles don't make him the son of a Cushite. They make that a name and they say he's the son of Cushy. They just transliterate it. Um hmm. but in truth he probably was in fact the son of a Cushite. Which is <laughs> cuz that's how you'd say that. So, okay. <laughs> so Let's try not to be thirteen for just a moment. I know it's hard for both of us. <laughs> well, it,
0: it both sounded yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounded like you said consentite.
1: Oh, son of a kushite. Son of a cushy. I see.
0: It also sounds like it could be a country song, but uh, it's a lot, a be. lot you could do with that. Okay, son of a kushite. <laughs> Who'd have thunk we did uh, take a digression there? <laughs> All right. Well, we can anyway, I'm ready uh, for the psalm if you are. Just the trailer for Psalm 130. Revisit it. Okay. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord for the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities.
1: Yep. So as I said before, this is a penitential psalm, which, as I said, we don't have a whole lot of. there are seven <laughs> yeah, uh, so popular ones got to do this um although uh i think it was martin luther who called this one the the great teacher of the psalms uh for him that was this was hmm. so not a, not real surprised that he likes that penitential psalm so much okay um the depths is always uh i think i said this before but i i forget what i've said before It was weeks ago i was in a different state then mhm um <laughs> yes but uh, the depths is a representation of chaos. Uh, So this is, this is chaos. This is uncreation. This is, this is a life completely out of control. So I'm certain we're pairing it with the Absalom lament here. Yeah. Um, I, one feature I pointed out, but I still like is the alternating uh, personal name of God and almighty name. So it's, Uh, Oh Lord, Oh Yahweh in verse one, Adonai in verse two, Yahweh in verse, uh, three, and then Adonai at the end of verse three. And then in verse five, Yahweh, and then Adonai. So it alternates Yahweh, Adonai, Yahweh, Adonai, Yahweh, Adonai. And then it finishes big in verse seven, Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, which is, I just think that's cool. cool. Um, I, I also like the, the little play on words, um, if you and with you sound the same in Hebrew. So in verse three, if you mark iniquities, there's forgiveness with you. Um, which is kind of a neat uh, little, I don't know if it's an in- inclusio or something there. It's I think it's kind of cool. To, it, it's not, uh, it's, it's, this Psalm doesn't fit purely a lament genre. It's a little bit of lament. It has a lot of features of lament, but it's also got, you know, other things. Hmm. Um, it's, waiting for the Lord. And, you know, that's not something that you normally find in a, uh, in a lament Psalm. It's a moment of trust, I suppose, but, uh, um, to switch from this individual lament to Israel, hope in the Lord is odd. Uh, Oh, okay. I see. And, and so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a, I, I, I read it as a very late Psalm where the genres are starting to get played with a little bit. Um, like we've talked about, where you have a lament and then they sort of riff off of that lament style. Some, yeah. Um, I, I don't think of the psalm genres as um, hard and fast types as much as I think of them as well genres as family resemblances. You know, as mm-hmm. as there you can see, there's a lot of lament here, but there's also something some some new flavors of that going on as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there are people who want to you know conform everything to their thesis (laughs) i am not one of those people (laughs) yes and
0: people who fix things to fit the genre right exactly
1: i'm willing to allow the the artist creative freedom on this Uh so yeah yeah i don't have a whole lot more to say here it's a great one it's um ad profundus in latin it's out of the depths is a great phrase that occurs a few times I
0: think a few weeks ago you talked about my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. The first one you talked about. What about the second one more than those who? You didn't talk about that one much last time. I didn't. Is there a nuance I'm missing there?
1: I don't think so, no. 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 I'm going to go with you. Uh, I'm going to go with your interpretation there that when God says it once, it's important. And if he says it twice, it must be really important. Yeah,
0: because he knows we're not listening anyhow. Yeah, right. He knows he has to say it twice. Yes, which would be, uh, what what did Luther call this one?
1: Uh, the Great Teacher, I think. The yeah, psalm, because the, he's repeating the, things. Twice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like great teachers. Or teachers who know enough, like, I'd better say this twice. Uh,
1: you know what? I don't think they heard me. I'm going to have to say that <laughs> oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. True. Ruth. That's it. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> I was... Oh, I'm not even going to go there. I was, uh, uh I was looking up some lyrics. Before. The, the thing about Out of the Depths, there was a... Yes. Right. There's this song. I'm not suggesting people listen to this song. It's called Monster. It's uh, <laughs> it's by uh, Everlast and oh, Sa- right. Santana. What has this, it's out for some reason, it's probably on a guitar website and they're talking about something, but then you get, you know, digressions, internet digressions, you got into yes. the lyrics, but there's some, I guess this is from a dark place after heart surgery or something uh but he's talking to he's talking to God so so let your light shine deep into my hole. It's like whoa it's like this guy's down in a this guy's literally this gotcha. <laughs> down in a hole. It's like that's yeah. a I don't know that's a, it's that's good writing you know it's like you you feel mm-hmm. that you, and for for Israel the depths and the chaotic waters come up again and again but mm-hmm. and the pit though the pit as well you know it's yeah. such a it's a visceral image for like holy well, I mean, cow.
1: It, it it became an image for suffering in general, like in Psalm eighty-eight, or it, mm-hmm. it was an image of exile when you've lost mm-hmm. temple and you've lost country, and I mean the the chaos, the un, uncreation is generally regarded as the the enemy of God's good order, and uh, mm-hmm. and so you need God to intervene in those moments. Yeah. Yep. And so this is a wonderfully passionate psalm about that. Yeah. It's popular. It's it yeah. in heavy rotation. A lot, a, lot of good, a lot of good verses in that song. <laughs> well,
0: they're revisiting it after a few weeks.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And if you're doing all the text like we do, well, most of the text, mm-hmm. then you touch on it twice. Well, they must think like we got, you know, we didn't get it the first time.
1: I guess so. The good teachers. They're repeating it just like uh, yes, Yeah. Yeah, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Reading in Church is proud to partner with Audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com Slash reading in church for your free audiobook. Go there today. Were you ready to do um, Ephesians 4? I am ready. Well, yes. i yes. <laughs> we, we should do it. Yes. I'm going I'm to need a verbal response. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so then, putting away faults was verse 25. So then, putting away falsehood, let us all speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing rather than let them labor and work honestly for their own hands with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you are marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with malice. Be kind to one another and tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God.
0: Good. You know, it's funny, I was reading, uh, for some reason, I was reading out of a different, I wasn't reading out of our lectionary website we both use, I was reading out of the text. I just stopped at the end of um, chapter four, I thought, boy, it really should keep going, you know, to, to verse <laughs> two. Well, it does keep going to verse two. Those chapter breaks are really... Arbitrary. Um, yeah, somewhat, somewhat, not not original, so... Yeah, this is uh, still in the exhortation part, and uh, we got into the transition to that at the beginning of four, the second half, where Paul um, typically engages the church in moral exhortation based on the theology. And that was, uh, you know, he kind of had his foot in both parts of the letter, at the beginning of four. It skips over um, 17, the lectionary doesn't read 17 through 24. Okay. And the language, which uh, continues into. I think that what we read today is the language of uh being reminded of one's baptism putting things on uh putting things off oh that's right which was a literally an uh well it still is today but it's probably more more of the part of the service uh, uh unrobing and and being clothed in a, a more common linen garment that uh uh so familiar that pe- that Paul would regularly use this kind mm-hmm. of language, the putting on, putting off, and that would, that would uh, alert everyone to that's um, what he's talking about.
1: So the, so like verse 31, where it's saying, put away, that's put mm-hmm. off. That's, that's yeah. baptismal language we're seeing yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Putting, putting away, putting away falsehood. Clothes are often talking about uh, the characteristics of a person. And so, um, this new literally the new garment is talking about this new life and new characteristics and new virtues and a new life orientation what What struck me this morning was that <clears throat> you have um you have baptism language which is looking to Christ's death and resurrection, but in the end, you really have incarnation language uh mm-hmm. therefore be imitators mm-hmm. of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in a sense, you could say if we're just looking at the end. Uh, the end of that ministry, uh, that could still be death of Christ. But i th- it, it just struck me, and I don't think I've ever really thought about it. I'm very familiar with exhortations based upon baptism, which largely includes Christ's death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. But implications of incarnation also, I probably because I've been talking to some students about John lately, um, the implications of the incarnation are, are throughout there. Um and uh, in fact, the the church in John is, you know, kind of in the upper room discourse, what Jesus is saying is they're going to continue this uh, revelatory um, ministry that Jesus had through incarnation. So I'm, I'm wondering how, it makes me want to kind of skim through the New Testament and say, how many exhortations are there based on death and resurrection as opposed to incarnation? Probably a lot more mm-hmm. in the Johannine writings, but a little bit here, a little bit here, I think, being uh, imitators of... Uh, of God as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Yeah, I
1: was thinking when I was the beginning of chapter five, sounded a little like John, the imitators of God as beloved children. Mm-hmm. It yeah. sounds a little Johannine.
0: It does. It does. And, you know, uh, Ephesus, which is, uh, uh, could, you know, not, not in the, uh, the, uh, the inscription, original. the original inscription, yeah. but boy, talk about a city that's, uh, significant in the, in the, uh, in the New Testament, other than mm-hmm. Jerusalem, I think we might have mentioned this, uh, Paul's ministry there, Paul's longest ministry, uh, John is is connected to this mm-hmm. area um, tr- in tradition and the uh, book of Revelation. Uh, Ephesus is the most prominent city addressed there. Um, the, uh, the, the Apostle John is associated with ministry in Ephesus. I don't know if that's because the writings, you know, is that later uh, writing him back into that history, but... Very significant uh, location for yeah. Christian Christian, uh, well, for the New Testament writings, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And in Acts, it's really the climax of Paul's ministry. So, um,
1: Jerusalem's not the climax.
0: Um, well, in terms of um, Paul ministering in power and miracles, oh, oh, okay. It's kind of like gotcha. uh, uh, it all. It's just like wow, he is really firing on all cylinders when he gets to Ephesus. Gotcha, and, gotcha. And, and that uh, the things. He ends up in Jerusalem because of the things you know that yeah that happened in Ephesus. happened in Ephesus. So the, that's a real turning point. So, anyhow, some very strong exhortations just to totally you know reorient your life. Hey, I'm trying to picture what is it, what is this congregation? Is a bunch of bikers and but then yeah. you, they're not supposed to wrangle anymore. So they might maybe they're cowboys. This is a <laughs> it's not not the you know this is ex, this is extreme language. Obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thieves must stop stealing. Okay, rather let them labor and work honestly. Plus, there's laws about that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but it's a rad- its a radical reorientation. So Paul's using some pretty radical language here. That's—that's um, that's maybe a little bit hi- hyperbole. I don't know if this is a congregation of of thieves, but it is. Uh, uh, you could say that's a. It's not. It's it doesn't say. Yeah, you, you know that's breaking the law or things like this. It's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was
1: just thinking that it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't frame it in terms you know, of law. It's framing it in terms of so they can actually help.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a radically, you know, life is. It's a radical, radical difference of orientation. So, um, yes, yeah, not just providing for yourself, but providing for others, which you shouldn't do through stealing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get. A, I know your next argument here. I know what you're going to say. So, this is. uh um I don't know. That's it's it is funny examples that he's that's chosen. But Paul is when Paul talks about working and his own practice of work, he does uh, occasionally talk about the fact that it's so that you can have something to share with others, share with mm-hmm. the needy. That's a whole nother life orientation about work. It's like mm-hmm. that uh, that covers everything else about work in terms of you've already moved beyond your needs those uh, immediately around you, and you're already looking beyond that to yeah. provide for others. That is a, uh, maybe that's meant to be in keeping with um, imitating Christ, who's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, offering himself for others, gave himself up for us, this this otherly, you know, otherly, is that a word? <laughs> otherly sure, orientation. why not? Let's say it is.
1: Okay. We have PhDs, we can make words. Yes, <laughs>
0: We'll just, just takes the, crate, the right punctuation and hyphenation and
1: such yeah you know that that image is one that is very common in the old testament where people's whatever they're gifting whether it's it's kingship or wealth or whatever the the measure by which they are are judged is how well they have used that to support torah how Mm -hmm. well have you used kingship to lift up the poor and i mean that's always in the in the Psalms that are sometimes thought of as uh, coronation Psalms, like one hundred one or seventy two, it's always linked in. And I'm going to take care of the widow, and I'm going to take care of mm-hmm. the orphan, and I'm yeah. going to take care of the you know the the stranger and the immigrant. That 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 people with power and wealth are evaluated based on how well they have used that power and wealth for Torah, which means for the Old Testament or the marginalized. Yep. Yeah. and uh, and so that's completely in keeping you know paul's Paul's very Hebrew in that thinking you know let's let's make sure we can do some get some stuff so mm-hmm. we can help some people with mm-hmm. the stuff we get yeah so. yeah
0: and 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 that would that always comes up in Jesus' discussions of the law with someone, you know right. it's like i think there's a there was a constriction of what what law meant i, I think the latter experience of uh, of Israel um and all they'd been through change changes how one reads the law and, mm-hmm. and Jesus would always bring up you know uh remind people like and, and and give everything you have to the poor and come and follow right. me and like oh 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 have you kept the law you know and then there's something about wealth or uh or who is my neighbor um that that's a that's an amazing thing about um the old testament which people sometimes talk about law you know and the new testament is grace but right it, compared to our our probably western tradition in the in the states which a lot of it is Certainly no expert on this, but it's it's a lot about property and it's based mm-hmm. on some elements of English common law that mm-hmm. that's much less encompassing about life uh, life orientation of a people than than the law of Moses I
1: yeah mean, you know, i i wonder I wonder what would happen if i mean I'm already on board with doing it in the Old Testament where when you see the word Torah, just transliterate it and just make it Torah. I mm-hmm. wonder what would happen if, in the New Testament, we translated "nomos" as "Torah" instead of "law." Yeah. I wonder yeah. what kind of conversations we could have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or or if or
0: that's teaching or something.
1: Yeah, yeah or something else. Yeah, you know, something that would be mm-hmm. more closer to the way they might hear it than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, just a thought.
0: Yeah. Well, these are good. Good verses to meditate on. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot there. I had some friends who wrote a song based on uh, 31 through 5-2. It's like, that's a good song.
1: <laughs> and you know, it, it's very it's very practical. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not highfalutin language. It's it's all, you know, don't put away bitterness, don't be angry, or be angry, but don't sin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. don't steal and work and help people. I mean, it just, it's, it seems like it's not it's not being, I don't know, overly flowery with the language yeah. here. It's yeah. it seems very
0: and it's it's practical. It's hard things to do, but right. but in right. the right uh, orientation, the right framework, it's it's easier. You know, it, you, you right. you're, you're comparing it to uh, you know Christ's love for us. Now, having said that, let me give you a horrible example. <laughs> okay, cool. I might. It's not going to shed a nice light on me. Although you would understand the quirkiness of this. Uh, I, um, I, you know, for exercise, we got a bike path near us and it's a beautiful mm-hmm. route along the river. And I was out tooling along, but it gets really crowded in, uh, in, uh, good weather. And, uh, um, so I put a little bell on my, <laughs> my handlebars.
1: <laughs> you should have gone with a train whistle, but okay, go yeah. ahead. Bell. Well, cool. a
0: bell's nice. It's a nice way of saying, Hey, uh, yeah. maybe stop your conversation for a second and, and stay in the, stay in your lane, you know, or take your headphones out or it's a nice way. So I ping people like a uh, hunt for red October, I ping people once <laughs> to let them know I'm there. <laughs> and if I have to ping them twice, they get mad. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, this is the nice, most innocuous way. I could not run you over, you know, <laughs> other than start and stop traffic. But I thought, I thought yesterday I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm having to use my bells so many times but I thought, you know, if someone gets mad next time, I'm going to pretend like I can't talk. I'll point to my throat (laughs) and then I'll ring my bell several times and use some fake sign language. And I'll bet they would go from being mad to like, Oh, they're totally on my side now, you know, Right? because I'd be, it'd be a whole nother framework. You're like, you go from anger to, Oh, how can I help you? You know, now, Mm -hmm. now that's, Says something Get about, out of my way. Something about, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> then I say something
0: out loud. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a horrible thing for me to do. And I may not yes. do it. <laughs> <laughs> you may other, not do it. Other than that would be a social experiment. <laughs> <too>. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's, it's that framework that you, you realize yeah. that's what gets us in trouble. You know, it's like, who's yeah. this jerk who keeps bringing his bell at me? You know, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's a person yeah. who can only ring a bell. wow well anyway i'll update you if i ever do that (laughs) please i i
1: think i would love to hear (laughs) either way it'll be entertaining
0: (laughs) something to look forward to
1: (laughs) To paraphrase my brother well the story's worth that (laughs) exactly yeah yeah yeah
0: just because those people attack me there's gonna be good this will make a
1: good story that's right (laughs) that's right That's (laughs) that's <laughs> unfortunately how you do many of the things you do in life.
0: Yeah, there's there's no downside. It's like a comedian when they bomb. It's like, I it can be better, you know.
1: Uh. <laughs> Are you ready for John 6? Yeah, because and- it doesn't sound like I've learned anything
0: from Ephesians. I, I don't
1: think Ephesians is taken. Let's see if you no. get anything from the bread of bread being bread. The bread of
0: bread, it's bread. Uh. Starting at 635. <laughs> let recap. The bread of bread. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: then 41 to 51. Uh, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I've come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up the, on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall, be, they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the man in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh.
0: Yeah. I think for you as a preacher that you, sh- this is a real template for a sermon. You want to start with just obfuscate <laughs> what you're talking about and then end with something really offensive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good, that's a good policy. It's a good I setup
0: think. for next week. Yeah. Yeah. And that, this is a good setup. I mean, it's like, He's not helping. You're not helping, Jesus. I imagine people like <laughs> drifting <laughs> off side. at this point. Hey, can you take notes? I'm lost. Can I look at your <laughs> notes? What's he talking about? <laughs> this is such a long, long discourse. But it, as I read it this week, it reminds me. You know, the the response to Jesus is very much like what you read in the Nazareth sermon. Where um, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this know?
1: Joseph's? Son? That's what I was thinking when I was reading it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Except he's reading Isaiah, and he said, "I mean, you
1: can imagine." Or Micah. In, oh no, well, he's reading it, Isaiah in. Uh, December. Yeah. Yeah. He's quoting, I'm sorry. He's quoting a little from here. He's quoting both. Um, uh, I assume Isaiah and Micah. I assume that's coming from, uh, Oh, being taught. I assume that was coming from. Yeah. Or actually now that I say that, that was my first thought. That may not be it. I was thinking of that being the eschatological discourse where it's, uh, that all the nations of the world should be drawn to it and teaching will go uh-huh. forth from Zion. Yeah. um, I, I forget what what,
0: uh, what they refer to as this. Um, which where's this drawn from? The context has little to do with it, though. But that as they u- as right. they're using these these texts, but uh, there was, this would be like him reading in Nazareth, and and as offensive as that was, uh, you, you know, you might be reading from from a text from from mm-hmm. the Exodus, and, and then saying, "I am the manna." I that's am the re- manna. that's mm-hmm. very if, like what. <laughs> it's not just like who who does this guy think he is? He's a prophet. It's like who does this guy think he is? He's the he's the manna mm-hmm. come down from heaven. That's that uh yeah, I can see why this chapter ends the way it does. So
1: eternal manna.
0: Every, yeah, everything is 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 being ratcheted up here. Uh and then this section of John 6 he's correcting three things. Uh no, it wasn't Moses who gave you the bread in the wilderness. It was God. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Guys Guys, really good with the footnotes there. Jesus, thanks. But also that uh, it wasn't they—they uh, they didn't eat the manna. He's the manna, you know. Uh, he mm-hmm. didn't give them the bread of heaven. I'm uh, the Father gives the bread of heaven, and I am that bread. And then he's going to go into. I guess we're going to spend two more weeks on uh, what does it mean to eat that bread. So, mm-hmm. uh, and how can I communicate that in the most offensive way possible?
1: This is this is they so. Do. What you're telling me is Jesus is playing on the game show. Um, actually, do you know the game show? Um, uh, actually, no, uh-uh.
0: <laughs> is, I do a, not.
1: It is a YouTube uh, game show. There's only like I don't know eight or nine episodes, and and you know it's what you get on YouTube with fairly offensive language. YouTube game and, and shows. That,
0: see, that's new to me.
1: It's uh, but basically they have these these people on there, and the 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 host reads something that has an error in it and you have to respond by oh. saying, um, actually and it's all sci-fi. It's all geek oh, fantasy sci-fi. Okay, okay. It's, it's a nerd oh, okay. game okay. show, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, um, my favorite character in star Wars episode four is Yoda. And you would have to say, um, actually Yoda doesn't appear until yeah, episode yeah. five okay. empire strikes right, back. Yeah. You know, right. So yeah. That's the whole thing. So it's uh, you know, Moses gave us bread in the wilderness. Um, actually yeah. it was God who gave okay. you bread in the okay. wilderness. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I am that bread. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's a character like that in John Mul- Mulaney's latest uh, stand-up. He's talking about, nobody likes that guy. It's like, that was a really fun movie we watched tonight. It's like, uh, do you mean it, last night? It's past midnight. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, right. get out of here and take your stupid EpiPen with you. <laughs> he's, he's sleeping bag. He, does it. Oh. he has to go home. Yeah, that person. Yeah. Don't be that, yeah. guy. Well, Except, is that guy. Jesus being that guy. Jesus being that guy. Totally yeah. being that guy. It's not true. So um, actually, <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> that's really good. It's a good image. Yeah. But that's what he's doing, um, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so we see why the other the the what is it the who's getting mad? The Jews begin to complain yeah. is because. Yeah. Jesus keeps um actually them yeah. and that's really irritating.
0: Yeah. Maybe you go with like I'm kind of like the man in the wilderness Jesus <laughs> like maybe tone it down a bit.
1: Yeah. That's not don't do use, that. Let's not use metaphors. Let's go with similes. They might mm-hmm. be able to take similes mm-hmm. better than yeah. metaphors. They're
0: not reacting well though. The, the the metaphors did not test well with the
1: uh, <laughs> No, they did not. The marketing group.
0: Yeah, well, this is not a uh, it's not foreign to what Jesus is up to in uh, in John. It's like making these connections emphatic. And he's displacing heroes of the faith. Uh, he mm-hmm. is going to talk about before Abraham was, I am. And it wasn't Moses uh, who gave it to you. God gave it to you. And uh, and uh, I'll, I'll not just quote Isaiah, but uh, Isaiah would rejoice to see my day. So mm-hmm. he is throwing gasoline on the fire. But also, yeah. it is to make that connection. It's it is it's forcing people to—these are people who didn't understand the sign. They mm-hmm. know they got a good meal from Jesus, and they are going to follow Jesus. Uh, when Jesus is—the uh, sign is opaque to them, they don't see how the sign points to the reality uh, of who Jesus is to believers. And it is in their best interest that they are disabused of those notions and— uh, <laughs> Jesus takes a long time in this chapter to disabuse them of those notions, and it keeps ratcheting up as well you know to to say um at the end, uh, the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh let's mm-hmm. his concrete illustrations are offending people, and he gets more and more concrete and graphic as he go along, so yeah he's using uh, eat language here uh, in the next section. It'll be, no, you have to munch on my flesh. Like, maybe yeah. he's being metaphorical And then he becomes more literal and more uh, physical in his uh, illustrations. And it's, you have to make the jump to the next level. And, uh, the, and most of these people don't. It struck me this week that these people are kind of starting off like Nicodemus and saying what they know about Jesus, oh, you yeah. know. And, is this uh, not Jesus? Yeah, uh teacher we know. It's like and that that you know Nic- didn't end well for Nicodemus. And Nicodemus like drifts off into the into the darkness and these people uh, right. fall away. So Jesus mm-hmm. is not going to fit their preconceived notions. Um it is kind of like the prophet is without um um Honor in his own in his hometown, but uh, this is everything is is just ratcheted up. Everything's uh, Mm -hmm. uh, turbo charged, sort of uh, things you see in the synoptic gospels. But um, this is the this is the tragic uh, the tragedy in John of the people who follow Jesus for miracles rather than what those miracles reveal, or as John always refers to Jesus' miracles as as signs.
1: That uh, quote is from Isaiah fifty four. I just looked it up. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So, but it it was so reminiscent of the Isaiah two and Micah four passage in my mind, um, at least in spirit, that uh, I Mm -hmm. I linked the two of them.
0: Yeah. Usually, there is going to be some discussion in the middle of this passage to say, "Oh, does God just choose certain people to be to teach?" Mm -hmm. It's like, "No, God is teaching." Uh everyone uh this the the reorientation is not to uh is there are there a select few who god chooses to teach but it's saying this is god in in action here and i am god's agent and as you could the the closest possible connection and everyone can be taught of god but and those who who uh it registers with who allow themselves those who are teachable Mm -hmm. uh will come to jesus and uh Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. So this is, this is not about uh, uh, an elect. It's not about uh, um, the few chosen, but it is about whether those people who come to Jesus saying, we know this, or we right. have this understanding, whether those people are able to uh, work, move beyond those categories. Because Jesus is doing everything he can to shatter those categories. He's yeah. using a sledgehammer here. And uh, not subtle work, no, there is nothing subtle here, and they 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 pick up on that, and and uh, it's a a tough discourse, it really is. It's just it's really set the stage for it getting a lot tougher with uh, talking about uh, his flesh, which people need to eat. Uh, that doesn't go even go over well today. Uh, no, I wouldn't think, unless so. Yes, cannibalism, Eh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lead with that, Jesus. (laughs) maybe <laughs> ease into the cannibalism. Wow. Yeah. All right. But but on the other hand, when you do make that jump to oh, oh, you know, um that that this is about who who he is, mm-hmm. he is life to us. Uh and and looking back on it from a Christian, you know, post-resurrection experience, as I said there's a lot to meditate on there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh Meditating is often an image of uh, chewing on something, you know, and really,
1: well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, I was just thinking that the other place, a lot of meat is what I'm saying. (laughs) The other place (laughs) where people are using uh, cannibalistic language happens in, well, it happens in Ezekiel and it happens in Micah three when uh, Micah is criticizing people for uh, literally consuming them for, Mm -hmm. They're mm-hmm. using up the poor, yeah, yeah, for their own right benefit. I think we and talked about this gain. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, I think we did too. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about what that means if you flip that image in a positive way. Mm-hmm. What it means mm-hmm. to literally consume yeah. Christ. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. There's positive ways. Same kind of language. Oh,
0: look at that baby! You're so cute. I want to eat you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a weird language. That's, Except we use that language. You know, that people. You're right. That's true. Language is... Things we do things with. Okay, language is pretty flexible. Yeah. So more of uh, the bread of the bread is bread. Uh, (laughs) That's recap. The bread of the bread is bread. Um, actually. Um, actually. uh, (laughs) Yeah, actually, this would be meat at this point. Uh,
1: That's right. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, thanks for listening this week. I think we've gotten through this week of different time zones, and we'll uh, see. We'll see how well this can keep this keep this going but uh, follow us on twitter and likes on facebook and shoot us an email at readinginchurch at gmail.com and uh, have a great week have a great week blessings blessings